What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP Podcast. My name is Justin Esker. I am your host of the show. And with me always is my good friend, podcast producer and OG host, Mr. Eric Anthony. What's up, buddy? Not much. I don't know why I'm throwing gang signs now. I it's just I, I guess we're getting there with the show. Sign. I don't think throwing a peace sign is a gang sign. That's just that's old man yells at clouds. Um Well, I fit the bill. There you go. I hope you're having a great week. Listen, we have uh we have we have guests. I love it when we have guests on the show. Not that I have to I get to talk less. I think I just get to talk at other people, which is better. But we have some guests on the show. Uh Steve and John from Avic are here. Let's bring them on. Yay, round of applause. Yay. I'll add some applause in the soundtrack. We'll throw it. It'll be in the show notes. As we always say, it's in the show notes. Uh, Hey, guys, how are you? Uh, Real quick, John, you want to go first? And Steve, John, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to everybody a little bit about yourself. And uh, when was the last time you had to fix your home Wi-Fi? Okay, I can do that. Uh, So, uh, hey, my name is John Harden. Uh, Here, I'm a senior product marketing manager over at Avic. But I've spent about 16 years in the IT MSP space, born and bred as a tier one tech a long, long time ago to the MSP world. Uh, but it switched over to the SaaS side a handful of years back with SASIO. And now SASIO is wrapped up under Ovix. And now I'm working here at Ovix solving fun new problems. Um, when was the last time I fixed my Wi-Fi? We had an electrical storm that came through. Which I guess not Wi-Fi. It was the ISP. We had an electrical storm come through. But... I'm sure they loved me because when I opened up the ticket or opened up the support ticket, I had trace routes, I had drop packets, I had everything because I knew that they weren't going to come out and fix it. And it was all dropping from them. So uh, I'm sure they loved me when that ticket came in. Nice. Uh, Steve, yeah, a little bit about yourself. And when was the last time you fixed your home Wi-Fi? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Steve Petrushuk. I've been with the Avic team for what feels like an eternity. It's uh, just over seven and a half years now, uh, which in the tech space is, is quite a long time. But I've had the pleasure to uh, to do a number of different things over my time here with Avic, uh, always in sort of a customer facing capacity and in, in, in the product team as well. Uh, and, and so excited to to continue that uh, that here and, and you know be guests on, on the show. Um, you know, before I was at Avic, I, I was an IT security VAR. Uh, so I lived in, in the shoes, not as an MSP, but in the channel as, as a VAR. So I uh, definitely walked, uh, lived, lived and breathed that. Uh, and, you know, now I get to flex the muscle from the vendor side. Um, in terms of the Wi-Fi, like any good Avic employee, I have Avic deployed here in my home that is monitoring all my access points, my switches, my firewall at any given time. Um, so I actually can't remember the last time I had to fix a, a, a wireless issue, but I am notified every now and then of, of you know various drop packets and those type things, which probably just need a little bit of fine tuning. A good a, a good cobbler has their own shoes, right? Doctor, he, physician, heal thyself, as we like to say at our company, which is a great lead in to to let people know. So, Steve, I'll let you go this one. For those who don't know, why don't you tell everybody a little bit? You know, who is Avic? What is Avic? What are you about? Obviously, I think we led in a little bit about why uh, you use it at home, but why should people be using it at their clients? For sure, yeah. So, so most people who are listening have, have probably heard of the Avic name before. Uh, Avic is network management and monitoring for for MSPs, and that's what we were for for a number of years. Um, and, and that that sort of started off, I think, early in the in the 2010s. And over the past number of years, we've sort of you know seen identified new trends in the market, and we're really excited to start to introduce additional uh, value streams for our clients out there. And one of the areas that we really went into focus in on is SaaS discovery and SaaS management, which will sort of you know be the primary topic of our conversation today. And this is driven in part because you know, like like most vendors, we want to grow and evolve, but we didn't want to do more of the more of the same thing, right? Didn't want to sort of follow that standard path. 
And given that you know, SaaS discovery and SaaS management was, was new, exciting, and different, it actually fit really well with sort of the Avika of, of a few years ago, where you know, we sort of came in and helped define what network management monitoring was uh, for MSPs. And so it, it was a really exciting new opportunity for us to partner with, with John and his team uh, from, from Sasleo there, bring them into the fold uh, and start to define what it means to, to discover and manage your, your SaaS ecosystem. Well, that sounds awesome. And I'm glad to let's bring up, let's go right into the new topic. Now, I hate using uh, uh, techno babble when trying to describe things to clients. Why, when you say SaaS, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but let's just talk about for other people. It's not, it, it, some other guy doesn't know what you're talking about. Um, what what do you mean by SaaS monitoring and, and alert? What is what is this product doing for the MSP? And how can an MSP who's now buying into this resell it to their clients? Because at the end of the day, it's all about making a buck, right? So what is it that they're going to gain? How are they going to benefit? And what can they get to, to uh, uh, using your new products here? Yeah, I'll hop in here, uh, you know, I'm going to step back a little bit to where the idea really originated from. So uh, I talked about my grassroots really came out of the MSP world, you know, tier one help desk, worked all different roles at the MSP world. Um, and one of the problems that I saw as I kind of came to the end of my tenure in my MSP world was this growth and this explosion of SaaS. And more than just like the explosion of SaaS in our industry, I don't know if you remember going to like a conference a handful of years ago, there were not nearly as many vendor booths that are there now, uh, but the SaaS explosion that's happened in our client base. And um, as we continue to support our customers, I kind of started beating my head against the wall a little bit because I would constantly find myself having to ask them questions about their environment when it came to SaaS that I would never have to ask about anything else. You know, I wouldn't have to ask them about their firewall configuration because it was all under management. I would never have to ask them about what was installed on their computer because I had it in my RMM. But when it came to a customer opening a ticket and saying, hey, uh, I'm locked out of Salesforce or hey, I'm, I, you know, QuickBooks Cloud isn't working anymore. Uh, what do I do? I would find myself without any idea of really where to start other than I know the person internally at the company to probably talk about this with. And, you know, I had tribal knowledge on how to solve the problem, but I really didn't have anything to help guide me to that path. And so that's why I built Sasleo. You know, my background's also in software engineering, so help design and build it with my problem in mind. And we built Sasleo now Avic SaaS management with the intent of discovering SaaS. I mean, fundamentally doing what the RMM does for the endpoint software, but for all this cloud software. And it's naturally evolved beyond that. Um, so now Avic SaaS management's really built on three core pillars: discovery, management, and security. Um, and what I am so excited about really about this product is um, most MSPs aren't doing something with SaaS management, but their clients are using it. Um, you know, CompTIA, I sit on the SaaS ecosystem council with the uh, CompTIA um, council group there and their survey for the state of the channel said 47%. Yeah, I like it. I still have my comment. I'm sure I've got something CompTIA here. For those, who are, uh, for those who are listening in their car, Eric held up a CompTIA water bottle. But for those who are paying attention to sponsors, it's filled with liquid death water. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, uh, I want to get some of that. I, I think they have it everywhere now. Everywhere you go to get water, you can't just buy bottled water. It's liquid death. Hashtag, hashtag liquid death. Want them as a sponsor. Hashtag Based in Canada, we have no liquid death here yet. So uh, send some over. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in need. 
Will do. Sorry, wait, sorry, for, sorry for interrupting, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the Truman Show. It's like my new, my, my new tele, you know, or whatever. <laughs> that's that's, really that's the second telling. Truman Show reference. Actually, okay. So for those who are listening, John wasn't even on the call. Steve was on, and he had asked because we we always. I tell Eric just to start recording the second I show up in the room because you never know what funny stuff's going to happen. And I then said, and then Steve goes, "Are we re are we recording this live?" And I go, "It's like the Truman Show. We're always recording. It never, it never stops." And now John said it too. So like, clearly, great minds think alike. Uh, wait, so John, I, not that I want to interrupt you, I want to cut in here for a second though. The SaaS management thing and the discovery, like, how's it doing that? Because like, from from an MSP's perspective, right? Because I still own an MSP, albeit an Apple one. You guys can you know complain in the comments, leave a comment review wherever you hear our podcast. Um, how is it doing that discovery? Like a lot of clients have to log into Salesforce. Are we throwing an agent on the computer and it's tracking all of their website usage to then figure out what's being logged into? Like, how's it doing the discovery? Because I can tell you right now how many clients I've gone and said, like when we've onboarded them and said, hey, like what, I mean, we don't use the word SaaS products, but just for the sake of argument, like what systems are you logging into? What SaaS products are you having? And they're like, oh, we have Office. And then the next thing you know, they have like, Salesforce or Dropbox or you know some other thing. What's yeah. the what's the secret sauce here that's doing that discovery? Yeah, great question. So uh, basically, we have a number of different discovery methods, but the one that's uh, used most by MSPs when when it sort of comes out of the gate is the uh, our sort of integrations into the cloud-based directory services. So think of things like you know Google Workspace and Azure AD. These systems that I'm using to log into all these applications. And so we're tying into those applications in a non-intrusive way to help to do a, a quick scan, quick discovery and document that entire application ecosystem. Uh, we're then augmenting that with additional data. And like you sort of said, hey, you know, sitting at, at the endpoint level, identifying you know, what applications that Steve might be using where I'm not necessarily using my work, uh, my work login, my Microsoft login, using that username and password. And so we're getting deeper visibility at the endpoint level um, you know, easily rolled out with an existing RMM that's already rolled out to all those uh, all those endpoints. And, and Justin, for you, we do support Mac as well as Windows, so uh, sort of get get that full support. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, you're going to see all the SaaS, to see all the SaaS sprawl. You have to sit where the users are using that SaaS, and that ends up yeah. being at the endpoint itself. So we sort of do that that full circle discovery to capture the entire ecosystem. It and I can add to that a good way to I like to always think about it is not a, it's kind of triangulated. You've got what's on the endpoint, uh, which we push for the RMM or MDM. We then configure profiles to be in the browser to do real time discovery of like SaaS usage. So we know if you're logging into Salesforce, for instance, jharden at avic.com or john at jjharden.com, is it a work or a personal account? And then we triangulate that with that IDP. So Google Workspace or Azure, do we see it as a single sign-on login or is this just their own web form-based login? So then we do you know, automated inventory for not only the software, but the accounts as well that are accessing the software. So, so for that, you can go ahead and, and kind of control or monitor whether or not they're logging in ad hoc or whether or not they're using an SSO. And if they're logging into something new that's not part of the SSO, the service provider can then go in and add it to their SSO. See, and now you're starting to hit it, right? Now you're starting to see why does this matter for me as the MSP? Because now I'm unlocking opportunities to talk to my clients about securing their cloud and their SaaS environments 
uh, by pulling him in as a so-so. I'm having discovery into uh, kind of take it to that next level. You know, we talk about Salesforce, but what if that same user then, you know, took data from Salesforce and went logged into ChatGPT to write an email out to one of their clients, put their client data in there. So now I get to have a kind of a strategic conversation around the shadow IT that's happening in our environment. Um, there's lots of areas to push it, but for, for an MSP, one of my favorite things to unlock is during that QBR cycle, um, a top 10 shadow IT list. Imagine if every time you got to talk to your client, you got to talk about, 10 problems they solved on their own with IT that you didn't know about prior to this tool and that now you're getting to have kind of a strategic conversation with them about. And so there's lots of lenses, but for me, that's one of my favorite, given that one of my roles was in that VCI TAM role as I kind of rolled out of my MSP. I'm actually literally writing this down because I want to bring this to my team, this top 10 shadow IT things. Things are, things are, yeah. I think this is a great concept um, without our knowledge. Um, I think there's a great concept and a great way to shine light on the shadow IT, right? The idea being that like, and going back to a previous episode where we talked about, you know, uh, uh, setting expectations and how much work in particular employees are supposed to be doing and even going so far as to like what that means in terms of the numbers. You can hit better numbers if you know everything that's going on. Like the problem with being, the problem with doing, and I had this conversation yesterday or last week at an event. Um, all MSPs want to put on their website, we are proactive and not reactive. And I mm -hmm. said to an entire group of people, take that off your website because it's bullshit because we're all reactive unless we find out these things. And this is kind of one of those tools that is allowing us to actually put that back on our website. Because if this tool can sit on a computer and see what a user is logging into, Right, without being intrusive, without being all creepy spy-like or whatever, but report back. You as the MSP owner is going to, or MSP company is going to have a better picture of what's happening at your client. And if all of us as MSPs want to say, we're your trusted business partner, here you can actually prove that you are as opposed to just being the guy or girl when someone calls and something's broken. Well, I think you've hit on an interesting point there because we are the like we're the trusted IT business partner, and we are generally entrusted to cover the entire IT ecosystem, right? And for the most yeah. part, that SaaS ecosystem today has been a blind spot for us. And when we say like you know, think about the operational journeys, like an end an employee end user life cycle. When one of them leaves the organization today, how how do we you know operationalize that? We disable their their Azure account or their Microsoft Office three sixty five account. Um, but think about all the things that we're missing as part of that. It's like every other SaaS application that they've signed up for. You know, I mentioned to start off, I've been with Ovic for seven years. Think of the number of, of applications that I have that I've signed into that I have accounts for. And someone's right. going to have to go through and identify what all those are and then remove access to all of those. And so this is now this, this SaaS ops problem um, that you know, we're striving to help solve because, first of all, we have to know what those applications are to even start that conversation. And then, you know, think about the, the workload that, that that's going to introduce and start to automate some of those problems. And that's really, you know, the the, the types of things that I think the, the the MSP of now is starting to feel it, but the MSP of the future is really going to, to be impacted by just managing all these accounts that they traditionally just don't have visibility into today. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about a lot of the clients where they have a small design team inside and there's that one user who signs up for something like Shutterstock that like no one knew everyone was hey call jimmy he's got the pictures and you know jimmy goes and sh logs into his shutterstock account with a corporate 
you know, work email address and was paying with it with a work credit card, but of course told no one that this is done. And yeah. here we're now having that visibility because we ha will have the Avic software on what I say, Jimmy, Jimmy's computer and yeah. silly Jimmy. And, um, we'll see all those things. So, so where is the line though? Where's the line between like learning and like, creepy stalker because i feel like even while i'm talking about this i'm like this sounds innately dangerous yeah so let me help there um let me kind of take what your example of jimmy though and extract on it a little bit too um so jimmy may act as shutterstock which is a bit innocuous but maybe they left their credit card on and it's costing them money so there's waste that you can go fix up there but what if jimmy was the finance officer and he accessed third-party, you know, Dropbox for the accountant and the online banking portal and all these things that you didn't document. Um, you know, you talk about it being on the verge of creepiness, but what it really is is fulfilling compliance. I mean, fundamentally, these things need to be inventoried. Um, you know, if you look at the CIS controls, you know, CIS two is all about inventory management. CIS two one two three two five are about uh, inventory management, but additionally reviewing the inventory for access and unauthorized process, which is why we integrated in that QBR cycle. And fundamentally, you know, in our platform, we do help with the creepy factor, right? Um, apps are personal till they're not. So what that means is if I log in, if I'm Jimmy and I log into my uh, chase.com banking, uh, but I log in with jhardenovic.com, that's a work asset. If I log in with john at jjharden.com, that's a personal asset. It's under the fold. It's not in any of the reports. It's not even there to be dug into unless you really need to pull that layer back. Now, on the compliance side, it doesn't matter um, if I'm how I'm accessing it. It matters that I'm inventorying that it's there. And so we need to make sure that we're fulfilling the compliance. You talk about the reactive and the proactive. And just like everybody says they're proactive, everybody talks now about they're securing their environment. They're talking about all the compliance they're fulfilling for them. Um, but there's this gap here. And so in general, that's where we come in as Avic and do onboard training on how to use the data to have the right conversations. And we wouldn't be growing at the speed we were if people were feeling it was creepy because we I can't give you story after story after story where a CEO or a CFO or a CIO that's co-managed or managed IT has come back and said, oh, my gosh, like. This is bad. We need to work on this area of our environment. We need to double click into this product. So. Um, it's just a matter of proper use. Just like the Armin, you could use it for any creepy purpose you wanted. Just like network monitoring, you'd see any DNS all yep. you want. Like it's good, good, healthy hygiene and IT. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. You got anything? Um, so we've talked about the discovery piece and we've talked a little bit about how it, you know, creates a more secure environment. What does the, the management piece look like? Great question. We'll, we'll, we'll jump in as quickly as quickly possible here. Uh, so, I mean, it starts off with, with some of the things we've already alluded to, right? So we talked about the employee lifecycle journey. So that's something that today is a very manual process and, and things that I'm, I'm often missing pieces along the way. So we help complete that picture. Um, but it's also things like, as we talk about, you know, structuring application reviews into your QBRs, understanding the why behind applications, not just the what is being used, um, helping to identify which applications should be managed by the uh, by the MSP versus which are, are left to be client managed. So it's helping to prioritize and drive those conversations, um, as well as help to introduce a conversation around um, like uh, 
application law, uh, license control and cost control. Um, and so we think first about uh, you know getting that handle on the applications, doing that application stack alignment. What is managed by us versus what is managed by by the client, uh, and then helping build into things that we're doing today, like in that that compliance journey. Those are all the kinds of things that that play into the management story. Um, and as we think about like where this path is going, uh, Avic has very much taken, and you, you sort of saw this in our, our in the network management product as well as the SaaS managed one here, where we start off with the the idea that you can't manage what you can't see, you can't secure what you can't see, and we've really really uh, done an amazing job at application discovery, application inventory, and 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 as we continue to evolve, you'll see more and more of these management capabilities uh, that'll start to come up. I don't know, John, if you have anything else to add to that. I mean, I think the key, another key management area for me was always um, in the app stack alignment. You know, from my perspective, we have a functionality in our tool that allows you to set up action items when you onboard a client, for instance. So um, from a manageability perspective, when I go scan an entire environment, I can build an action item on McAfee Web Advisor, for instance, that tells my text to go offboard McAfee Web Advisor. I can add that same action item against Dropbox to come in and say, hey, like, let's dig into this and make sure it's sanctioned. And so we're building operational practices for client onboarding, again, to switch it from that what journey, you know, I, everybody has to deal with this survey. Uh, and I'm actually building the survey to show how annoying it is. Um, but what software do you use? Okay, get it back to me. Now I'm going to go sift through it and come through it. And then it's a matter of, okay, I document it and it goes in my IT documentation tool and I'm done. This is evergreen documentation from a management perspective. So instead of asking your customer what, again, we want to displace it with the what question and turn it to the why question. And the management from there on becomes part of IT hygiene in your QBRs and IT hygiene in your onboard offboard cycles. Well, and that's a big part of it, right? Is first finding what they're using and then if it's something that conflicts with a tool that the MSP is now deploying as part of their standard practice, you need to know that so that you can offboard those applications. And, and that's, you know, that's a lot of work. And so especially if you can automate some of that, that's that's really, you know, to me, that's a big cost savings measure as an MSP. Mm -hmm. And that, so what if I may ask, what 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 kind of pricing are we looking at here? For is are we are we doing per endpoint? Are we doing it per site per customer? How can people get involved? And 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 how do how do the MSPs get started with with using this new product? Uh, good question. So uh, I'll start off with the first one. Uh, basically, when we think about SaaS applications and SaaS usage, um, probably the, the number one uh, key point that um, I want to get across is that this is all user based, user driven, right? Me as a user, I use SaaS. My device doesn't, right? And so as we started to approach how we license it, how we bring it to market, it's all oriented around that user. Um, and so that's where the licensing sort of is structured. It's, you know, per user is the licensing. We have scale up plans for for MSPs to whether they want to start small and grow or a lot of a lot of our partners have operationalized as part of their standard process, whether it's part of their security offering or if they have a you know good, better, best kind of package and that better, best. Um, and so that would be the, the more common approach. Um, but if there is anyone interested in getting started, if you go to avic.com, um, there is a, um, a get started button right in the top right corner. Obviously, now is, uh, you know, Avic having more than one product. So there's a network management trial and a SaaS management trial. You can find the SaaS man management trial right there uh, and kick it off there to get started. Awesome. That's awesome. And 
I think what we should probably do here is if people are interested, you know, if they're listening to the podcast or watching this on YouTube and they're interested, uh, let us know, because what we'll do is we'll have Avic on for an office hours where we can actually demo some of this stuff. That'd be great. We'd be happy to do that. Yeah. And, and I would add one thing to Steve's point. If uh, if you're one, if you're like me, I like to try things on. I mean, you get it for free for 14 days. Just go scan your own environment, see what you find. But then let us do it office hours, and we'll show you how to poke through the tool and get the the value out of it. There you go. Well, Steve, John, thanks so much for being here, and thank you uh, uh, for sh- explaining what this new product is. I think a lot of MSPs can take full advantage of the new SaaS. Uh, management because it's not creepy as we've determined it's actually a pretty cool uh product and uh you know i'm every now and then if, if you do watch this on youtube and you watch my like my eyes shift downwards or look to the side it's because I'm, I'm always learning also right i'm always taking notes from the people who you have on the show because like i'm thinking to myself okay we just moved to halo can we integrate this in with halo and look i'm googling it here it is it works and like i'm like oh maybe we should be investing in this so like i'm always learning too which is a great thing because I'm just like you, the the listener, right? I'm an MSP just like you. I'm trying to grow my business, you know, just like you are. And and using tools like this, like I'm thinking about all of my clients as we're talking, thinking about all of my clients who have stuff that they've signed up for that they have no idea about. The only reason I know about it is because like once in a while it shows up on like a dark web hit. And I'm like, when did Jimmy sign up for that bullshit? Like this seems like a really, a really, really solid product. So Steve, John, thanks so much for being here. And uh, I can't wait to see the demo during the uh, the office hours. Real quick, uh, where can people reach out to you guys online other than your website? So, so you, you can find uh, Avic at Avic.com, A-U-V-I-K.com. If you're looking for me, you can look me up on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to connect and uh, follow follow John for all the SaaS management stuff like Avic and just thought leadership content. He's the guy that you'll want to, to connect with, not me. Awesome. Well, all right, cool. Thanks so much to you guys for being here. And as always, follow us on all of your favorite podcasting tools, youtube.com slash at all things MSP, facebook.com slash group slash all things MSP. Leave a comment, leave a review, subscribe and like, find out when the new episodes are coming. By the way, it's always on Tuesdays. And that's it for us at the All Things MSP podcast. Bye. And now that you've watched that mess of a podcast, don't forget to watch one of these and go ahead and click that subscribe button so you get to watch more. Yeah, just go ahead and do it. Click the button and then watch one of the other videos. I'm watching.